Gina. Life, love and laughter. With me in the studio is Lynn Hughes and how exciting is this for you, Lynn? This is your first book, Morion, the Highland Princess. Yes, my very first book. One of eight. That's a nice plug straight in there. (laughs) (laughs) Let's rewind. You were telling me a couple of minutes ago that actually this is a complete departure from what you used to do. Yes, absolutely. I used to run a wedding shop, had a wedding business for 17 years and about five years ago, I decided to, to give it up to pursue a writing career. And it wasn't something I'd always thought I wanted to do. But um, yeah, just uh, the name The Highland Princess appeared in my head one night when I was telling my daughter a story. And it kind of just grew arms and legs from there. Where did it really come from? You know, isn't there a belief that people will say there's a book inside everyone, there's a book inside all of us? Where did that inspirational moment, that turning point come come from for you? I would say since I was very, well, since I was a child, that I've always been creative. I've always been imaginative. But with the wedding shop, there was only, it was only, you could only take it so far for fashion. Um, you couldn't take it to the extreme for a wedding dress. And, but I felt I had a bit more to offer as far as creativity was concerned. And again, I'm just going back to this name, it, just appeared one night and um, I just kind of felt I had a, a story there. It's a lot to give up a business, a successful wedding business for 17 years to take a huge risk and you're self-published, is that right? Yes, yeah, self-published. Yeah, that was to do with the concept because the, the book is it's a fiction fantasy adventure book set in Scotland and it's for children aged five to eight, probably can stretch to 10, but also adults like it too. And uh, there was an awful lot of research went into the book. It took me about five years and all to do the research, the writing. I actually went to college. I gave up my business to go to college. Good for you. And um, although my background's fashion, I wanted to learn how to make clothes. I was always good at drawing, but um, I just felt once my book was published, I would then design a collection, children's wear collection under the brand The Highland Princess. So it was really important for me to be able to understand that process and then engage with other designers to produce a collection. I'm holding the book just now and the first thing I noticed, the first two pages, there's tartan screaming out at me, two pages of tartan. What's the story behind this? Yeah, well, because Maureen, she's age 10, the, the main one of the main characters, it's Maureen in Peabroch, which is her little Scotty dog. But because she's a Scottish princess, it was really important. Again, going back to the, the element of fashion, it was really important for me to, to have a tartan for her. So my daughter, she was 10 at the time when she designed that tartan and it was um, registered. What's your daughter called? Faye. Faye, Faye own Donaghy. the rights. You're listening to this, own the <laughs> rights to that right now. It will be worth it long term. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was registered when she was 11. So the, the tartan, hopefully next year, once the merchandise is up and running, the tartan will be applied onto the merchandise, like little style features and things like that, and coats. And what a great idea. Now, tell me about some of the characters. Again, I love the introduction. Yeah. This is very uh, sort of visual, you know, user-friendly. So you've got Nara, you've got Queen A, you've got Melody Mouse. Tell me about these guys. Okay. Well, again, go back to the Scottish, uh, the, you know, this passion I have about Scotland. Well, Maureen, the name Maureen, I believe, is uh, a smoky quartz, similar to the, the Cairngorm. Crystal. 
Well, that sounds so, quite mystical, magical. Yeah, it's actually, it's a healing, as, as far as I'm led to believe, it's a healing stone. So Maureen is named after the stone. Pibroch is a pipe, obviously pipe music. And uh, Cairn Gorm, the confectioner, he's the villain. And, uh, <laughs> and then we have Nara, and uh, she's one of the fairies. There's two fairies in the first book, and the other three fairies appear in the second book. And uh, the, the, the boys, they, they really like Ochterader. He's a meerkat. And there's three meerkats. Ochterader, he actually uses a golf club to fend off the enemy. And the other two meerkats, they use a sword to fend <laughs> off the enemy. So we have Ochterader, who's chieftain of the clan. Mm-hmm. Then we have Ochterhus. And then we have Ochtermachti. So these three meerkats, and they're called the three muscamirs. Love it! You know, so that's introducing locations in Scotland as well. So at the back of the book, there are lots of, you know, names and the meanings of the names and locations. There's plants, animals, insects uh, native to Scotland that have transformed into oh, characters. Oh, come on, give me a few. I love learning. Give me a few. Okay, like- well, we've got the Timberman beetle, and he's a geeky beetle. So he's in charge of the sensor room. And uh, I don't want to give away too much, but uh, obviously (laughs) (laughs) it's a fiction fantasy adventure book set on a fictional glen in Scotland in the Highlands. But the fact that you've researched this to use some of the insects and beasties that they exist, unlike, I hate to compare to J.K. Rowling, but I'm going to throw this in here, where completely made up. Yeah. Um, To a certain extent. (laughs) some Some of the characters' names have been made up. But I would say the majority of them have been researched mm-hmm. and have chosen specific names for these um, characters mm-hmm. and their personalities. So each one has got, you know, their individual personalities. Um, and it's educational as well. I've been going into lots and lots and lots of schools over the years because obviously I had to do a lot of market research. Actually, when I had written four chapters, I then started going into the primary schools because I felt... You know, there's, um, it's all very well me thinking and my daughter thinking we've got something really quite special, but it, the, the audience is the children. So I had to get the feedback from the children. So when I started going into the schools, the, the feedback from the, the kids was just, it was just great. Yeah, what I, what I do find, there is actually the Scottish folklore in the book as well, shapeshifters. And a lot of, I mean, kids just love fantasy and they love adventure and they do like to get sort of frightened, not too frightened, but they do. You know, it's all part of the excitement when they're either reading the book or they've been, you know, read the book to them. And they, they seem to engage and interact with most of the characters. And each of the kids seem to have their own favourite character or characters. But I have to say, the most popular character is Pibroch because he is quite, he, he kind of appears quite... Moni, but he's an unconscious comedian. He's really, really funny. Oh, we all know someone like that, don't we? (laughs) (laughs) And um, yeah, he loves his pineapple sunglasses and he loves his tartan coats and bandanas and all sorts, you know, so he's, he's quite a character. He loves getting dressed up. So the fact you've been in so many schools, this is direct feedback for you then? Yeah, absolutely. It was really good feedback. And um I have to I have to say this because the, the, the Ayrshire Chamber of Commerce have been a fantastic, fantastic support. And they're developing young workforce. They've, you know, got me into the schools, reading the chapters, actually 
um, discussing the journey, which has been great for the kids. This takes me right back to Jack and Ori. I used to love that when I was a child. Here you oh, yeah, are, Lynn, uh, Jack and Ori, telling the story. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So, um, so prior to the book being launched, I did a lot of research, especially or particularly with the children. And also after the launch, uh, Book Week Scotland, I was involved with eight schools and Christmas fairs. And so it's really up to me now to get the book out there and start really promoting it. Um, and it's, it's been going well, I have to say. It's been going really well. And I'm so excited about my second book, that started in February, but I've been that busy that I've not had a chance to get back to, to writing, but I'm sure I will pretty oh, soon. Yeah, you said at the start, didn't you? Eight, this is just one of eight. Yeah, yeah. So I've got the first sort of three books, pretty much the plots for the first three. And uh, yeah, it doesn't faze me about the rest because again, it's all about imagination. There's so much, there's 11 chapters in the book, but there's so much in it. It's, pretty much action-packed. I haven't read it as yet, but you are selling this uh, to me uh, from the characters and from, from also what I might learn, to be honest, <laughs> as well. <laughs> there is, yeah, there, there's uh, a lot that I didn't actually know about to do with Scotland. What did uh, you learn? Give me something. I, well, I would say about the the plants, you know, about the cloudberries, the plants talk, the trees talk. Trees are really significant in the book. There are four really special trees. And um, so there's, you know, the trees, learning about the trees and the plants and, again, the the insects, all these that are transformed into the little characters. So instead of you seeing them as plants, you actually see them as actual characters. Yeah. It's, it's just a nice tr- transformation, you know. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, there's a plant, there's yeah, an animal, there's yeah, a, we're, we're, yeah. aren't we all characters, I guess, to a certain extent? Yeah, so. Brilliant. So what's the next thing? What What's the next big thing you want to happen from this? You're busy obviously promoting this, you know, just now, but yeah. I'm thinking audiobook here for you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's that's the next stage is the, the audiobook. Reading on CBBS. Yeah, well, he's hoping. <laughs> We can only put the thought out there, Lynn. Yeah, no, seriously, what is the next? You sound like someone that, you know, you've been doing this for five years, you've got a vision, you've got a plan, it's all yeah. the day. What's the one big thing after this, Maureen the Highland Princess, that you'd love to happen? Um, I would love for this to go to America. Fantastic. Canada, China. And uh, I do a lot of social sort of media. And because of the, the sort of, well, because of the Scottishness, to do with the book. It's even printed and bound in Scotland. That was really important for me. So everything about this book is 100% Scottish. And uh, so, um, I, yeah, I would say that, obviously that the first book's finished and I need to promote it. I need to get it out there. The second book has started, but also um, I've been sort of planning the, the merchandise side of it, designing a lot of people, a lot of companies, individuals, designers, um, I'm working with them. And again, it's really important for me to work with companies in Scotland. So there is that tourism element, the Scottish element, again, because of the tartan. So it is really attractive to Canadians and Americans. And interestingly enough, in LinkedIn and also in Instagram, there has been a lot of feedback from Scottish Americans. Of course, interested in our this. culture. Yeah, they absolutely love it. And... Uh, Peabrook, he seems to be causing a bit of a stir. You know, when I post little pictures of him as well and Scotty dogs, you know. 
Oh, of course, everyone loves cats and dogs. Most yeah. <laughs> popular sort of videos that are always shared on social media platforms. I know you mentioned that that's one, not necessarily your favourite character, but that's a popular character. Yeah. I ha- we're all drawn to different characters, aren't we? Mm-hmm. And you've got quite a few. I have to ask you about Queen Eyre. Queen yeah. Eyre. Queen Eyre. Queen Eyre. She's actually my mother's favourite because I'm I'm from Dundee. And uh, I just remember hearing a conversation many, many years ago between my gran and her sister. And the conversation really existed of the word eh all the way through. But you could, as a child, I could remember all the sort of emotions attached to eh, 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 you know, eh, eh. So it was really important for me to have something relating to Dundee in the book. And that's why I just discovered, you know, this queen. Well, when I say discovered, I obviously created her. And uh, I've named her Queen Eyre um, because she doesn't say yes. She says eh. And in the book, Maureen actually educates the Queen. And the Queen then gives Maureen a gift. So in each book, Maureen is, is actually given a gift from each character that's created in mm-hmm. each of the books. So Maureen ends up with eight gifts because she's a very empathetic, she's a very ordinary girl. She doesn't realise she's a princess until sort of further through the, the actual story. Without line. saying too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it, it, like I said, there's a lot in it, a lot of content. It just looks magical. As I said at the very start, I'm looking at it. It's so colourful. I love the way this is. you've portrayed all the, the colourful characters and what you're also talking about, again, without saying too much, yeah, giving away the magic of this. But it's a beautiful book and I really wish you all the best with it. Thank you. Where do we find you? On social media platforms? Yes, uh, Instagram and Twitter. Also, there's a, a website, Maureen the Highland Princess website. And um, and again, you know, I need to look into the, the audiobooks as well. I really think from looking at this, all of these wonderful characters, this is my vision for you. I can see them alive on a stage. Yeah, yeah. You know, the way you see like Elsa and Anna from Frozen. Yeah. I can see all, you know, Jungle Book, whatever. I can honestly see some of these characters. And if you read the book, you'll know exactly what I mean. I can see them on, mm. I can see them on a stage somewhere for you. Interestingly enough, a lot of the children, when they're listening to the story being read to them, I just read one chapter, and they, they, an awful lot of the children will say that they do see it as a film because it's very visual, brave that kind of thing, very visual, like brave that kind of yeah, movie. kind of yeah. But it's 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 completely completely different. But yeah, I understand. Have people saying. said that to you? Uh, yeah, but interestingly enough... Come on, spit it out, I do have to spit this out. Yeah. Um, I actually purchased the domain name, the Highland Princess, about eight years ago, nine years ago. And of course, all those years ago, I had started to you know, think about the story and the plot and the narrative thread and all these ingredients you know, to, to make a, a good story. And then the next thing, Brave appears, which was great, because <laughs> that's great for Scotland. But this is completely different from Brave. And to find out why, you have to read the book. Maureen at the Highland Princess. I wish you all the best, Lynn. Thanks for chatting to me. Thank you so much. Good luck! Gina. Life. Love. And laughter. Like and share us. And come back for the next episode next week.